what I've done over the years in, in terms of my relationship with the stage and SPSS, because most of it, the relevant stuff will come out at various junctures during the, uh, the talk. I wanted to start on, a, in some ways, a kind of slightly uh, uh, puncturing note, which is to say that, actually, I think the decision between stage and SPSS doesn't actually matter all that much. And I realise that's not much of a way of earning my expenses, and so I will compare the two and, and present some survey evidence on students' reactions to them. But I do think that this can be overstated, and naturally it makes sense for us to deliberate over which is better, but I think we are ultimately choosing between things that are here and there, as opposed to things that are here and there. And the reason, that, the reason I don't think it matters that much is because I think certain core propositions are going to be true, whatever you choose. The best students won't have any difficulty at all. The worst students will be panic-stricken, terrified, and other such adjectives. Um, somebody who learns one package relatively straightforwardly will be able to switch relatively straightforwardly to another. And um, we're probably, many of us, driven by the, uh, the autobiographies in, in that camp ourselves. Even more fundamentally, where people struggle, if you look at people's final marks in statistics modules, in quantitative methods modules, it will be much more often because they don't understand the statistics than they didn't manage the software. And how it follows that how well they understand the statistical material will be by far the best predictor of their final exam performance. And I think that these statements will all hold true whether you pick SPSS or Stata, and although I don't know R particularly well at all, my strong suspicion is that they would hold true if you chose R2. On the other hand, given that we are here, and there's going to be no early release, um, I will talk a bit more about how you might decide which of these uh, to use. Um, there's a, at times during the biographies, I was kind of beginning to think this was like, debating the rival merits of Betamax and VHS before Mr. Blu-ray comes in in the afternoon. But um, I was heartened by at least some of the uh, descriptions, and I think for some of the reasons given, this will at least be a relevant issue for, for others. However, I am myself open to persuasion that R or some combination of R and R Commander could be the way forward, rendering this morning somewhat obsolete. I just don't know yet, neither do you, neither do you, hopefully. So, at least it's this way round. I appreciate the scheduling. Um, so, how might you decide which of these uh, things to use? I'm going to separate three bases for comparison, three grounds for deciding between the two packages. The first, obviously, is what the packages are like themselves, and there have already been hints of that. We've already talked of uh, GUI or GUI versus point and click, sorry, GUI point and click versus the more syntax or command driven uh, approach. Second, where you're doing this and with whom you're doing this. The context, as I'll uh, argue towards the end, is absolutely uh, crucial. And then, the bulk of my talk, because most of you will have a pretty good idea of these things already, and not that much that I can tell you, where I'm adding value and information is likely to be in um, my survey work with students experiencing these packages in the same module um, and uh, comparing their reactions. And I think some of their reactions turn out to be predictable, but others maybe not so much. So, um, I'm not going to do any kind of demonstration because clearly most people have at least some passing familiarity with, uh, with both packages. And if you don't, and I have an urgent uh, wish to be shown some features that I mentioned, I'm more than 
laptop that won't connect to this, but will operate in a standalone fashion. I'm more than happy in, in some sort of break to uh, to answer questions and, and show various things. All I was going to do was just show what they look like on the front page. Um, but also to highlight the fact that the front page doesn't tell you everything, because the, the key difference between Stata and SPSS is that in SPSS, it looks like a spreadsheet, so it makes sense to have uh, both of these things up together. When you are welcome to SPSS, it basically looks like Excel. Whereas when you are welcome to Stata, it looks like the kind of thing you get on NCIS, where they're not allowed to use Windows, so they have to, what do computers look like? Um, and uh, it's a strange, uh, it, it puts a, more than one person off, I've noticed in the biographies. And one of the reasons for that is that in SPSS, the commands are a bit more upfront, whereas in SPSS, they're hidden away. The syntax is all going on in SPSS, but if you don't want to have anything to do with it, you need it. Whereas in Stata, it's more or less unignorable. You can avoid using it, but you can't pretend it's not there. However, that reflects priorities and preferences in terms of the look of the thing, rather than the basic structure of the program. And it seems, I guess, the trajectory is roughly when these things were set up. The, uh, the command-driven stuff was the only way that computers operated. I am assuming, and I'm looking to Laurie for expert on the ground knowledge of this, that when SPSS started, there was no point and click. It was all just like this. And then, naturally, what happens is, <coughs> as things want to seek a wider market, they have to go in for a graphical user interface that can be a point-and-click type approach. And the austere hardliners, who is, a lot of this is kind of relevant to corporal punishment, you know, I have to do this, so they shut down will have to as well. Um, but the point-and-click um, comes along and works in parallel, and the same was true in Stata. And so much depends on when you are socialised. I was socialised at a time when Stata was just moving to point-and-click. And so those people who were proficient users of Stata deplored this uh, concession to modernity and laziness. Um, those socialised now will be much more familiar with Stata as something that offers both options, and some people are still deploring, but generally gradually coming to terms. And now I know that R has gone through a similar kind of process where it began as just a command-driven thing, but now there is, as you'll see this afternoon, um, a, way of, uh, a way of pointing and clicking in R as well. So the difference lies not in the structure of the software in terms of uh, what is kind of going on without you, um, but in the what you see. And since first impressions and second and third impressions are important, these ostensibly superficial differences matter for student um, preparedness to engage with these this software. But it does come back to this idea that maybe the decision isn't that huge. Because really what it comes down to is which approach you use. You could choose a syntax approach with SPSS, you could choose a syntax approach with Stata, you could choose point and click with, with either. Coverage is something that obsesses those who are more advanced, but for the purposes of undergraduate and most introductory postgraduate teaching, both SPSS and Stata cover anything that you could possibly want to, to do. I don't think, therefore, coverage is a particularly important basis for deciding for this kind of teaching. It's obviously very important when you later on need robust standard errors and you need to do Heckman 
selection models and uh, whatever else. But at the start, everything can do can do everything. Stata tends to start to excel when people get more advanced, but it's worth noting um, that that depends somewhat on the discipline you're in. If you work more in psychology or marketing, you're likely to do a lot more of ANOVA and, and Cognate models, and SPSS tends to be better at them than Stata, whereas Stata is much better for uh, econometrics type um, models. In terms of the graphs, um, I'm a big fan of uh, using and teaching students to produce graphs, and this therefore is for me at least an important feature. But I can't really decide what I prefer on the basis of that. Aesthetically, I prefer Stata. I think their graphs tend to look a bit better. SPSS has a tendency to make what's important look unimportant and have vast acres of, of redundant space in its graphs. Whereas Stata looks a bit more like I would like a graph to look. On the other hand, if you double-click on a SPSS graph, it opens up a world of possibilities that are only really open to Stata graph users once they've learned the complicated syntax. And so here you do get this, um, this distinction between, it's not just, I suppose, about um, differences in the prominence of these things. There are certain things in Stata that haven't been converted to the point-and-click world yet, but are still available only to command-driven uh, users. It's not that complicated once you've learned the basic graph commands, but it is uh, an issue for those who, if you're going to teach in a way that, uh, that is not command heavy, you're going to be limited in what you can do with a state of graph. If you are going to teach in a command-driven way, it's worth knowing that SPSS syntax is a lot less versatile and manageable and, for me, intuitive than status. Neither of them are exactly very intuitive, as far as I can see. But Stata, I think, wins that particular battle. The big flexibility of Stata over SPSS is the nature of the software and the fact that you can have all these add-ons just by doing find it and then some genius has developed something somewhere and you can, within seconds, um, open up that, uh, that world for yourself and your, your students. In general, SPSS is behind, but within about five or six years, SPSS will generally crank around to adding the thing that Stata uses has been doing for, as I say, five or six years. There are exceptions to that. Sometimes it's quicker, sometimes it, it's not quicker at all. But in terms of, this is why I say that SPSS is fine in terms of coverage, because it certainly got around to adding things like t-tests many, uh, many decades ago. Now onto the slightly more slightly less obvious stuff about the context in which you're uh, teaching these things. And one already alluded to again in the, uh, in the round was the cost and heavily related the accessibility. Because the cost of both SPSS and Stata is astronomical as far as I can see, but generally somebody else has paid for at least one of them. I mentioned the, the wider disciplinary use of SPSS. I'm not sure to quite how far that's true, but as far as I can see, Stata, I teach a summer school course to people who come from a, a wide range of disciplines. And the first year I did it, I taught it in Stata because that's the Essex way. And there was widespread rebellion from people who had never heard of it before and were pretty confident they would never see it again on leaving the place. And these were students from things like business and marketing and from psychology and health sciences, where SPSS seems to be the market leader by the market quite possibly are as well for those working more advancedly in those fields, but this was an introductory course. 
But certainly I haven't found much knowledge of Stata outside of those two um, disciplines. If that is a misimpression, I'd be very interested to, to hear about that because, um, because I'm always looking to learn new stuff. And a key, uh, another key criteria is where people are going, and it kind of relates to this because if, depending on the disciplines in which you're sending these people, obviously the disciplinary orientation software-wise needs to uh, count. But I'm also kind of thinking about uh, whether you're sending people to um, other universities or even your own university or whether you're sending them to employment. I haven't done any survey of this. I'm guessing somebody has, and again, I'd be very interested to know if they have. But my impression is that of these two um, software packages, SPSS again massively dominates in the employment market, certainly in this country and the relatively few I know about. You can't go wading into an opinion pollster or a local government office or somewhere like that and say, well, I'm very good at state, but SPSS is yesterday's software because they will tell you that it is for them today's and tomorrow's and tomorrow's software. And again, if they're pretty good, it won't be a problem. But if you are looking to prepare people for the world of work, there is, I think, an argument for SPSS. Unless, of course, you're preparing for the world of work in high finance, where I'm guessing they new state and indeed more advanced software. Now onto the slightly trickier subject of, I mean, largely unspoken by me at least, is the notion that kind of SPSS is easier. That seems to be a pervasive notion and it will follow that if your students are less good, SPSS is a better choice. Whereas if your students are all brilliant, then you can get away with and indeed might well want to teach with Stata. I'll have more to say on this issue when we've seen the survey results. At the moment, I just wanted to emphasise the importance, not just of the central tendency of your student's ability, but the variance. Because that, if anything, has a higher impact on teaching in um, quantitative methods. Especially in the software arena, where you tend to march at the pace of the slowest. And the slowest at times with some software can seem to be moving forward with any software, and seem to be more or less moving backwards. And so it's very important that you're aware of that what you're doing is accessible to those people who will otherwise have their hand up and say, well, we can't move on yet. Or you can just leave them behind, and that too is an option. So whether it's one you want to take is kind of up to you. Relatedly, important consideration relating to the variance and caliber of students is the family that you have. If you have enough GTAs, you can teach something very complicated. If you don't, if it's just you in a lab of 30 people, you have to be less ambitious, I think, in what you teach um, in terms of software. Sad but true. Right, now on to uh, the software, sorry, the survey stuff. And I've broadly categorised four types of uh, dependent variable, if you like, um, that uh, I'm going to be looking at the impact of the state SPSS choice on. Now, I won't say more about those now because they'll all be expanded on in a long succession of graphs. They're all, I think, important. This is the most important for me, but this probably second. But since the first two have implications for the, uh, the third and fourth, they will end up being important, which is why I talk about all of them. More importantly, or crucially for, uh, for this talk, how do I know any of this stuff? Well, it's from a kind of 
it's overdoing it a bit, you would call this a quasi-experiment, um, well, maybe not. Uh, well, I've taught for uh, <coughs> years now um, a compulsory module for second year undergraduates at Essex. James, you've probably done it, but before my time, I'm guessing. Did you do it in SPSS? Oh, yeah. And this module was taught in SPSS by a variety of people, and then, as it was in my first year, and then the GTAs rebelled and insisted that it be taught in state. Partly because that's what they were using, and partly because they had that kind of crusading zeal that students should all be learning state. And um, there were some bids for R, but at the time, not very enlightened, I, I kind of compromised with, um, with state. This gives us the opportunity, because I had the prescience to uh, survey the students on their impressions of SPSS back in 2011-12, and then this year I repeated pretty much the same survey um, with state. The sample sizes are not huge and are considerably lower than the class sizes, um, but despite teaching a course on quantitative method and survey methodology and the travails of a low response rate and response bias, none of this seems to generate any kind of ethical in the students to respond to surveys. And so, um, we're, as we'll see, not much over half. And it's pretty likely, I would have thought, that the non-responders will be less positive about both pieces of software. And my hope, when I say that there's no obvious biasing factor here, that this operates roughly as an experiment, because insofar as there is non-response bias, which there doubtless was, I don't see that much reason to suppose that it changed that much across the, uh, across the two years. And not that much else changed, as far as I could see, in teaching the, the module. The quality of the students probably declined slightly, but then everybody always says that about students over all the, the decades. Um, but I didn't see much uh, difference. It remained compulsory, um, and the, the number of students, that both the, the target sample and the gene sample, are pretty similar. Nonetheless, it's worth having a quick look just to see if there were some differences that might signify in comparing the two. And all of this is kind of, given the relatively low numbers, it's quite difficult to get significant differences. So I wouldn't be over reassured by the fact that most of these differences are non-significant. It's more a case of looking to see whether there are any that are, are large. I was slightly troubled by this difference in terms of the, uh, the gender profile of the class, for no other reason than that I suspect that males are less likely to report the kinds of things that I think students are experiencing with data, so it may be worth um, bearing in mind. Um, that I find frankly implausible. I just think some people retrospectively decide, oh yes, I would put it here. I just don't understand why second year undergrads would come across states before, but Essex is slightly strange in that there are a kind of, as I'll say a bit later, there's a kind of top bracket of students who are quite likely to have seen the module outline the year before, downloaded the thing illegally, and been working away such that they more or less finished the module before I've got anywhere near them. So I suppose it is conceivable. Um, so that, if anything, if the kind of general line is going to be all relay fine states are more troubling, this kind of works against that, uh, that finding. Um, not sure of the reason for that, it could be just uh, stochastic, um, but again that kind of works against what we might expect if we 
assume that computer programming is a more useful um, prior experience in computer programming. Computer programming is an asset for state use in particular. And I'm just a bit obsessed with putting risk attitudes on every survey at the moment. Uh, and I'm not the only one by the look of it. But I'm not sure what, if any, conclusion to draw from the fact that state users were that year group would declare themselves more willing to take risk, other than the fact that it probably has something to do with the, the gender difference. But I'm trying to persuade you that this is roughly a kind of pseudo-experimental setup where the differences between the two groups, given how difficult it was to find significant differences here, if we find significant differences later on, they can with some confidence be attributed to the difference between the cyclists. First of all, though, not a quantitative comparison, but a qualitative comparison. With some trepidation, I ask them just type into the box the first thing that comes into your mind when it comes to your experience with stage and SPSS. And here, genuinely, randomly, are the first 20 or so um, responses for both pieces of software. What I haven't done is told you which is which. Have a look at them, and then I'll ask you to guess whether you think program A is data or program A is SPSS. And my very pedagogical hope here is that it shouldn't be that easy because the reactions are mixed, to put it kindly, um, to both. Not unqualified outrage on the part of the students, some positive, but um, there are one or two clues in there but I don't think it's that easy to tell. Let me hands if you think that program A is stator. Put your hands if you think program A is SPSS. You were pretty clued up then, absolutely. I, um, to me, the only obvious clues are bad looking for stator. Um, I'm not sure whether I would expect anybody. Nobody said that about stator, but some people said some more positive things. Maybe that was a clue. I'm not clear whether that was referring to the text box I provided in the survey or <laughs> box in the software. So it's not to leave that. But, anyway. but I think this is an important um, point in terms of my. I know you could all tell which one it was, which was disappointing. But uh, my general line that it doesn't make that much difference, I think, is to some extent borne out by this. Because you get a lot of people with SPSS saying using, 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 difficult. And then you get some people who say interesting and a new experience. And then there's people who say useful, interesting, and there was a positive one somewhere. Pandemic. <laughs> um, so, that was the qualitative um, dip. Now, using these kind of ubiquitous measures of emotional reactions to the software, they were asked to tick as many from this list of nine emotions as apply to their use. And of course, these are, this is not randomised, this is 2011-12 were asked about SPSS, 2013-14 were asked about state. There's the SPSS, there are the SPSS responses, and I think when you compare the quality, well, A, when you compare the qualitative results to this, and B, when you compare what you see on a weekly basis to this, this all looks so troublingly positive almost. So I suspect some kind of bias. Um, but it is notable that 
31% of students declared themselves happy about SPSS. Um, raising questions about expectations, I suppose. Um, broadly positive picture, I want to highlight not so positive at the very end here. There were quite a few people who declared themselves frustrated with SPSS. And I'll vaguely contend that these might be people who were frustrated at the top end. Um, I can understand not many people were afraid, and that's good, but a few people were frustrated. And I'm minded there by the comparison um, with Stata, where there's a bit more red to the right, so a bit more red to the negative end, um, but you do see more people are afraid of Stata, but fewer people are frustrated by it. And more people are hopeful about it. And this is, it's hard to distinguish reading of the data from my prior expectations, but I do think there's some evidence here that Stata alienates, but also infuses, whereas SPSS is a bit more, yeah, but reasonably, reasonably confident, it's all right. One of the things that it's clear that people discuss this compulsory module in statistics before it starts um, in the university, and they're not keen, they don't arrive with a very positive view of what it's going to be like um, as the folk wisdom passes through the, the cohorts. Um, and I had the vague suspicion that Stata, having been introduced the year before, was being talked about more negatively than SPSS had been. And so I wanted to know whether people thought this had been my sense was that state wouldn't do so badly compared to people's um, uh, um, Armageddon-like expectations. SPSS, broadly speaking, positive. Hopefully going to be a bit better. Camp stater, worse, basically. So it's not that people's uh, expectations of stage were so low and it kind of lived down to them, it really was worse even than they expected. But still, not just the modal, but in fact the majority category is a bit better. And again, whether that speaks of expectations or experience or a bit of both, it's hard to uh, say. But not enough evidence here on this graph, I would say, to rule out stated uh, by any means, even if there's a bit more red to the left. Now on to, not their immediate reactions, but their reflections on how friendly they find the software to use. <coughs> on a seven point scale, which is the, the norm for uh, most of the rest of the questions on the survey, SPSS gets a pretty positive write-up. And remember, these students are not comparing the two. This is just SPSS to user friendliness compared to whatever they thought it would be or whatever they felt programs like that had any right to be. And Stata, it's a much more even spread across the, uh, the scale. And there's not much more to be said about that, other than that that's roughly the impression that I would have, is what I would have expected, and what some people already <coughs> mentioned during the, uh, the autobiographies. Stata looks a little bit more forbidding. However, that's a superficial impression, and once you look more at the specific things that people are asked to do, did they find Stata to be harder to use? Here, some of them apply only to one software, one piece of software, because with SPSS we talk via navigated menus, whereas with Stata I talk via writing command lines. And I should give due credit to the, the GTAs over the years here, because when I say oh, actually it's mainly them, 
who have done the interaction with the software. I present output from it, but they're the ones that the, uh, the sharp end, and it is sharp at times. SPSS, very positive um, writer in terms of how this was on a scale from very difficult to very easy, and most things it seems they found very easy in SPSS. And my guess is if these options, I've talked about a positivity bias, but I think if these options were things like t-tests and multiple regressions, I think the bars would be lower. And that comes back to my point that ultimately, I think once they're taught the software, they don't actually find it that difficult to do the things that they've been taught to do. Whether they understand the statistics behind it is a whole different ballgame. Anyway, no more suspense. There's the state of results. And I really included opening data sets as a kind of A, control, just to see that people weren't answering bizarrely because well, you're going to struggle if you can't open the data set um, full stop. And I wanted to have something where everybody, even the real strugglers, could say, oh yeah, I can do that, alright. And indeed, there's no difference between the software on that nice, gentle introduction. There aren't that many differences elsewhere. Um, where there are differences, it tends to be that people find it a bit trickier to use SPSS, sorry, Stata. And I think that must be, at least in part, a kind of application of the general um, situation to the specific thing they're asked about. Maybe they're not differentiating all that uh, scrupulously while answering the survey between these different things. They're just saying, well, I find Stata this hard, and I'll answer in that way. Um, because it's not immediately obvious to me why exporting output would be much harder from data. Um, and it's not that obvious to me why this would be harder in Stata. But if it is the case that the stuff that appears in the viewer window in Stata is somehow harder to read than the stuff that appears in the output window in SPSS, it's hard for me to judge because I've just been looking at both of them for too many years. But if it is the case, I think that is a salient consideration because I'm prepared for students to be troubled with quite how you generate this stuff, but I really want the process of interpreting the output to be as simple as possible, because that's when the actual needing to know what this is about is engaged, and that's the really difficult bit. I'm deeply suspicious of um, this result, um, but I'll come back to one in towards the end, to a reason why I suspect they found this straightforward on the whole reason to give you a sneak preview is they didn't do an awful lot of it. Now on to the kind of quasi-depth of learning stuff, because it's all very well for the students to report that they can they found it easy or difficult, but I'm very interested in the kind of what's going on in their minds basically. And obviously this is difficult to, to observe and um, we're re I'm reliant on self-reports for all of it. But to try and go a bit deeper, I gave them some statements and asked them to say whether this was always true of their experience with the software on a scale to never true. And the one I was particularly interested in was giving them a statement, I don't think about all this, I just mechanically do what I'm told. And my vague hope, without should sell anything to anyone, was that Stata would score better on this than SPSS, as in people would say they, they did this less often. In SPSS, you can interpret whether you think sometimes means actually really quite often or just some kind of it's been known type the answer. But SPSS is very middle. Stata more dispersed along the distribution. 
I mentioned a, a minute ago the idea that people perhaps hadn't done a great deal of writing command lines, and uh, I think the fact that some people say that they always do this, the mechanical following, um, and quite a few say they usually do it, comes back to that point which again I'll return to. But there are some people who say, no, I never do that. And this, I think, comes back to this idea that there are some people who are reveling in stata and the possibilities for cognitive engagement and statistical flexibility that it offers in a way that there aren't really with so many with SPSS. Small numbers on which to base these sweeping conclusions, but I'll make them and then you can um, dismiss or, or accept them um, in the discussion. On a related theme, I asked whether they would agree with the statement that they explore the program rather than just doing what they're taught. Kind of a related uh, issue. SPSS doesn't seem to fire much enthusiasm to go. I mean, it would be a bit strange to say I always explore rather than because then they would be systematically disobeying our instructions. But nonetheless, you don't get much up here in terms of the exploration end. Whereas in Stata, it's all dragged a little bit more to the, the right. People seem a bit more willing to explore Stata than to explore SPSS. Shouldn't be overstated, because there's still a lot of people in the, you must be joking, camp, but some. And then I asked um, two questions. How much of what we've done this year with such and such a software would you say that you have A, learned, and B, understood? And the, the question order was deliberate, to try to get them to admit, yeah, okay, I'll, they might be optimistic on the first one, I've learned it, but really to nail them down. And again, I kind of hope the state will do better, at least on the understood um, camp. I've got, I didn't mention the error bars before. Where there is a scale um, and it seems to make sense, I've included uh, these 95% uh, confidence intervals. And this is to show that you know, some of these differences are statistically significant as well as looking so on the, on the graph. Unfortunately, from a certain perspective, it was the same with uh, understood. Now, the kind of immediate, immediate self-defense on my part would be, well, maybe they weren't really distinguishing between the two, but it does seem at least possible that something in the way that they encountered Stata made it less easy, not just for them to kind of learn what they were doing with the software, but really to understand what came out of it. On the plus side, Four out of six on the scale was an average. Not too bad. And the uh, exam marks to some extent bore out that, um, that optimistic um, reading. Now, finally, on the survey, onto the, the impact of this, the consequences for their future lives, careers, studies of uh, experience in these two pieces of software. First, first question was on confidence using quantitative methods in the future generally. And there's a statistically significant difference between the two pieces of software in SPSS's fate. I then asked about two types of likelihood on a scale from zero, much less likely, to three, about the same, to six, much more likely. What has this had on the likelihood of you using quantitative methods in your, subsequently in your degree, e.g. in the dissertation, or in your employment. And 
It's not statistically significant in the latter case, but it is in the former case, and the pattern is uh, recurring and unmistakable. It's not a huge difference, but it's an appreciable one. The eagle-eyed, I mean, I mean that literally given that these disappear a bit, might notice that the standard errors are somewhat wider in the case of stator. And that's further evidence for me of this idea that stator polarizes a bit. There are some people who really like it and it does indeed make them more likely to, uh, to want to use it in the future, but there are some people who it turns off with a vengeance. And just to not exactly demonstrate that vividly, but uh, there is at least some vague evidence of that contention here. Clearly, towards the much less likely, this is the career question, you've got a lot more red. So it does make some people think this is definitely not for me. Now maybe quantitative methods really isn't for them, in which case data does an excellent job of sorting the, uh, the wheat from the chaff. But, um, but that's a, a strong conclusion to draw. What you do see is although there is still a bit more blue than red towards this end, it's not really such a, a difference. There are some people who always can be confused a bit by state. Now I didn't really have time to, uh, to look at this in, in detail, and I didn't unfortunately have time to get their results um, in the module and look at the predictors depending on whether you use SPSS or state, which would be the logical next step here. All I did was combine the how much they said they learned and how much they said they understood, which correlated something like 0.75, alerting these suspicions about whether students really distinguish the two. But that does mean they correlate closely enough to just shove them together and make a kind of mini outcome scale, which I'm then predicting with a range of the kind of things we saw in the kind of randomization check slide. So really just trying to predict their self-report of learning and understanding based on characteristics that they more or less went into the experience um, at the start with, uh, I've forgotten which, that sentence ended in a preposition and I've no means of knowing where it, it should have been inserted midway, apologies for the, uh, the video. Um, so, a regression, first of all for state, uh, for SPSS, sorry. The lightly shaded uh, bars are not statistically significant, and the heavier ones are statistically significant at the 0.05 level. Um, and some of these things are intended mainly as kind of controls. I was particularly interested in whether things like how well they're doing other modules, whether they said they had prior experience with statistics, whether they, how, this is not whether actually, this is how much they said they had previous experience with statistics and maths and uh, programming. And obviously there's kind of biases here because the dependent variable and some of these independent variables basically, how good are you at such and such? So you would expect positive relations to other things remain the same. So I find it a bit striking that this is nearly significantly negative. And the detractors of SPSS, I think, would revel in the idea that being good at maths is a positive hindrance to uh, using SPSS. But you do see that basically how good a student they are generally and how much experience they've had with statistics helps them to profit from using SPSS. As does being willing to take risks, and I have no idea what that would be the case whatsoever. For stator, A, it's harder to predict whether they um, succeed in their own terms. B, the main reason for that is that their ability as a student and their prior experience of statistics 
seem to matter less in whether they rate themselves as doing well from data, whereas their prior experience of computer programming, self-reported, is overwhelmingly the strongest impact on their um, self-reported um, outcomes with <coughs> Now, obviously this is all perceptual stuff, and it's not a huge sample, and I'm not presenting this as a kind of empirical culmination of my talk, it's more of a kind of um, little sideline at the end. I think it is significant though that people who see themselves as kind of computer programmers, or at least adept in that field, feel that they profit from Stata. I think that tells us something about the way they see Stata and the way they see the, the kind of achievement with the, the software. I suspect the results would be very different if this was predicting their actual module outcomes. And going back to what I said at the very start, I actually think the differences between SPSS and Stata would be minimal if we did that, because I think other stuff matters more. But in terms of their perceptions of the software and what that makes them feel they've achieved with it, I think these um, results are at least somewhat instructive. Now, I've alluded a couple of times to this notion of well, two notions really, the kind of bimodality within classes, that is the fact that um, this is a, well I'll come back to that, um, but this issue of some people being particularly enthused by stage and some people being particularly repelled by it. Um, and I've also alluded to the idea that some people kind of don't really do a lot of the stuff that we were kind of hoping they would, in particular in teaching stage in a command-driven way, some people seem to have found a way to circumvent that. And I suspect that the culprit is the do file. Now, for those who are not familiar with Stata, the do file is the kind of syntax window. It's the place that you put the commands that you run. Some people just write commands straight into the do file and then run them. Other people type commands one at a time and then let this accumulate, and then you can paste the, the code that you've been running into this do file editor. But the people who are proficient users of Stata use do files all the time and really don't um, use a lot else. They certainly don't want to click, and they probably don't type much into the command line. They just assemble huge swathes of syntax and run in one fell swoop. This is great if you know exactly what you're doing, but I'm not convinced that it's all that useful as a teaching method. What you get is those who are, as I say, who are very adept and run with the program, really enjoy it, um, in other words, those who are potentially going to become the next generation of GTAs and us, they, they're great. They appreciate the versatility of the do file and they will, they will use it very effectively. Unfortunately, the students who are not reveling in the Stata experience leap on the do file as prepared by someone else as an opportunity to click run and the results will come out and virtually no cognitive activity from them is required at all. And one of my GTAs was supposed to turn up today, but has not. So I can, on the assumption they'll never watch this on YouTube, I can speak somewhat freely about the GTAs. And my sense is that they are so themselves excited about Sata and the Duke and all of this kind of stuff that they can't really bring themselves to do it any other way. They want to pass on this ability, this versatility to the next generation. And some of the next generation are enthused, as I say, 
Others are repelled, but spot this opportunity to avoid work. And so, rather than making students type in the commands one at a time, they're given this opportunity to run it all in one. And this has the important practical advantages that stator commands take a while to learn, and there's all sorts of little intricacies about where you go for that commas and this kind of stuff, those who use it a lot will know. And so if you do get students typing in the commands one by one, you run into this problem that the slowest ones will take a long time, have endless spread messages, which error messages, because they don't understand them, and so on, and so on, and so on. So there's not just a kind of crusading zeal reason to use Jukwiles, there's also a making sure everybody's finished that stuff by the end of the hour um, motivation. But it does mean that um, there are risks with using Stata, and in a way that, that doesn't fit into the usual kind of the old cleavage between those who say, oh, you should point and click, it's too difficult for them, and those who say, no, you should run on syntax because that's the morally sound way of going about things. And because the wish to use command-driven language with Stata, combined with the difficulties of teaching that to a diverse group of uh, students, means you end up with this thing that's kind of, you're pretending is command-driven, but actually is even less uh, so than pointing and clicking. I suspect that there are two types of students, in short, in the classes that my GTAs have taught. Those who are presented with do files but add things, annotate, maybe write their own stuff, and they are doing genuinely command-driven SATA. Whereas there's another group of people who are, as I say, engaging less cognitively with this whole experience than they would if at least they were having to say, well, I need to do a T-test, or I need to go to this menu because it's two means, and this is which variables are they. Um, there's a possibility of real polarization, not just in experience, but concomitantly in method of using the, the software. So, summing up. First, just a reminder where I started. Don't worry too much about this. And don't worry, or at least do worry, but worry about something different, because what really matters here is how you teach the software, how the students end up using it. If you presented them with SPSS syntax files and told, showed them how to highlight and click run, you would have exactly the same outcome as if you presented them with state of two files and just show them how to execute the do file. Similarly, if you teach them to point and click through Stata or SPSS menus, I don't think you get a very different experience. A lot of what I've been presenting by way of experiential differences are either <coughs> to do with the way the software is taught, not the nature of the software, the intrinsic nature of the software. Since some of you did come with a wish to choose between the two, and uh, I feel obliged to say a bit more about that, um, I would emphasize the, the audience. And here, really, it's better to get your experiences of where you're teaching in diverse contexts than it is to, to say that much about um, where I'm from. But I will highlight something I've kind of um, hinted at. Essex is an unusual place to be a teacher of undergraduate students because there are there is huge bimodality in the distribution of ability. Generally, not having been at the top end of this distribution. Broadly speaking, overseas students don't know about Essex's reputation as a university or as a 
as a subject for reality TV shows and know about it being quite high in the league tables and, and flock good overseas students. We have plenty of them. And they revel in data. And they do graduate work. And they become professors and it's all great. Home students don't choose Essex if they could choose Leicester or if they could choose Oxford or if they could choose UCF, or if they could choose a range of other um, institutions. Many of which politics didn't make them. So, you have this problem that some people are very keen to learn Stata, and some people are not at all keen to learn Stata. And certainly nobody comes, I don't know whether this is different to um, other institutions, but nobody comes to study politics expecting that there'll be any of this kind of stuff. And so, you have, I think, to be mindful of uh, this kind of context. The capacities of the audience, which I think is in a way significant, um, because I do think there are some limits, but I wouldn't be somebody who advocated a kind of, well, they're too thick, so let's not bother. Um, I don't think that's the case at Essex or anywhere else. But it does mean that you have to be mindful of their capacities and, in a way, more their ambitions and your ambitions for people. And I think, to go back to more Essex, uh, autobiography. I think one of the problems that we've had is a failure on the part of staff to grasp that a lot of students don't want to be us. That's not part of their life plan. And if you can teach them quantitative methods in a way that will prepare them for the world of work, as opposed to the world of joining us, then you are doing them more of a service. But you have to keep that in mind and not to be kind of thinking, well, what was I like when I was 18? Answer, weird and not representative of certainly the kind of students that we have um, for the most part at Essex. On the other hand, there is a group of people at Essex and doubtless elsewhere that do actually want to be us. And you need to be mindful of their wishes and needs. And so I can see the advantages of uh, software that infuses rather than one that kind of it really is a case of whether you want to whether you want to teach to the middle or to the top or to the bottom, or how you somehow manage the two. And that's really the only thing that uh, I want to end with, rather than, I'm certainly not coming to the conclusion one is better than the other. But I do think that both offer strengths to different groups of students. And however much you try to persuade them otherwise, I think that will remain the case. And the compromise solution that I came to in a, in a master's group was to teach in SPSS for the most part, bearing in mind that a lot of these people were not planning to do PhDs and were going into the world of work, but to make them aware of throughout the module the existence of this data, and it was, this was easier because there is a kind of advanced master's group that learns its data, and then we had some sessions at the end where those who wanted to could learn the same stuff again in data, and you, once they've learned the statistics, it's actually very simple to teach them the how to enact it in a, in a new piece of software. And I found that that worked really well for making sure that those who were potentially infusable were infused, but those who wanted to avoid any extraneous um, contact with this kind of stuff could, could avoid it. And that's it. Okay. Thank you. Thanks.